Welcome to the History of California podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Maddox. Today is the first episode of a new series that we will post periodically in between other chronological episodes and interview episodes where we focused on arts and culture in California history. We're starting with a poet, one of the most famous poets in California history, Joaquin Miller. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Joaquin Miller was born Cincinnatus Heiner Miller in Liberty, Indiana. The name likely comes from his parents' experience of the federal period in U.S. history, when the ideas from classical Greece and Rome imbued the culture as the founding generation sought to build their own version of the classical world in this new world. His first name would later come uh, in defense of a bandit known as Joaquin Marietta, whom we talked about in my interview with Susan Lee Johnson. His parents, like many people of their generation, also decided to migrate west to pursue wealth and opportunity, but did not go to California. Instead, they settled in the Willamette Valley in Oregon. The Willamette Valley was publicized across the country as a magical land using the biblical promised land language, which is likely what drew Miller's parents. Today, that's where most of the population of Oregon lives and where the five freeway runs across like a vein. Just a few short years after arriving, their 17-year-old son decided to make his own way in the world and left to go pursue his fortunes in the California gold mines. After leaving, Miller lived a varied and exciting life. He worked a number of jobs, including cook at a mining camp, Pony Express writer, owner of a Pony Express business, judge, politician, newspaper editor, conservationist, among other jobs. He lived among native people, but also participated in violence against them. He also went to Nicaragua with the mercenary William Walker on a, quote, filibuster expedition. The term filibuster has long meant to me something associated with the United States Senate, but apparently it has other meanings. It can also refer to extra-legal military campaigns conducted by mercenaries in the years preceding the Civil War against countries that the U.S. was otherwise at peace with. William Walker, the man that Joaquin Miller traveled with, stood at a modest five foot two and would engage in a series of military campaigns from 1853 to 1860. Many were eyeing Nicaragua to build a train system across the country to make the transportation of goods easier. This is, of course, before the Panama Canal. Miller joined Walker's military forces. They involved themselves in a civil war in Nicaragua, believing that this would give them influence and leverage there. After his imperial excursions, Miller returned and went to Columbia College in Oregon before failing to practice law in Idaho, after which he took a Pony Express gig. He settled in Oregon in 1863, becoming the editor of the Democratic Register in Eugene City, which didn't last long. In 1864, he returned to law and two years later was appointed to be a judge in Oregon. He began publishing books in 1868. His first two books, Specimens in 1868 and Joaquin et al. in 1869, did not sell well in the United States. Frustrated by the lack of attention that he was receiving, he felt that his work deserved, he began to look for a new audience. Before we exit this part of his life, though, we certainly need to talk about his marital and family life. 
Miller was married to the forgotten poet Minnie Myrtle Miller, which was her pen name. Born in 1842 as Teresa Dyer, her family also traveled from Indiana to Oregon. She wrote poems for local papers and began corresponding with Joaquin Miller after he'd read her work in a newspaper. Miller rode a horse to where she lived, and after a few days, they were married. Their first adventure together was to travel from Oregon to San Francisco to try and make it big in the writing world, but returned after seven months thoroughly disheartened. During their time in Eugene City, they would ultimately produce three children together before marital problems took the best of them. Myrtle would return home to her family, and Miller would disappear to sell his written work in other places. Given the structure of these podcasts and the time that we have, I have decided not to read any of uh, Myrtle's poems here, but rather post links to a great blog post about her work on my website. Please visit and read more. In 1870, Joaquin Miller left the United States and traveled to England, hoping that his written work would have a more exuberant audience there. He published a book of poems called Pacific Poems in 1871, privately, but then published in a very public way The Songs of the Sierras, which would become and is appreciated as one of his greatest collections of poems. The book, which is around 200 pages, contains 10 long poems that explore concepts of the West, both environmental and sociological. The poems are a bit long and not particularly easy for me to excerpt here, You can actually download a free copy of the book on Google Books if you'd like to peruse it yourself. You'll find topics and themes in his poems, including one about Kit Carson's famous ride. His other books of poetry included Song of Sunlands in 1873, The Ship in the Desert in 1875, The Bareness of New York in 1877, Songs of Italy in 1878, Memory and Rhyme in 1884, and The Complete Poetical Works in 1897. Probably his most famous poem, though, is called Columbus, which was a poem that was memorized by school children across the United States for a very long time, um, in part because of its subject matter, and I will read it now. Columbus. Behind him lay the gray Azores, behind the gates of Hercules, before him not the ghost of shores, before him only shoreless seas. The good mate said, now we must pray, for lo, the very stars are gone. Brave Admiral, speak, what shall I say? Why say, sail on, sail on, and on. My men grew mutinous day by day. My men grow ghastly, wan and weak. The stout mate thought of home, a spray of salt. Wave washed his swarthy cheek. What shall I say, brave Admiral, say, if we sight not but seas at dawn? Why you shall say at break of day, sail on, sail on, and on. They sailed and sailed as winds might blow, until at last the blanched mate said, Why now not even God would know, should I and all my men fall dead? These very winds forgot their way, for God from these dead seas is gone. Now speak, brave admiral, speak and say, he said, sail on, sail on, and on. They sailed, they sailed, then spake the mate, This mad sea shows his teeth tonight, he curls his lips, he lies in wait, with lifted teeth as if to bite. Brave Admiral, say but one good word. What shall we do when hope is gone? The words leapt like a leaping sword. Sail on, sail on, sail on, and on. Then pale and worn he kept his deck and peered through darkness. 
Ah, the night of all dark nights, and then a speck, a light, a light, at last a light. It grew, a starlit flag unfurled, it grew to be time's burst of dawn. He gave a world, he gave the world its grandest lesson on sail on. Miller worked hard to romanticize U.S. history, and particularly the West. Another famous historical poem of Miller's is entitled The Defense of the Alamo, and it reads... Santa Ana came storming as a storm might come. There was rumble of cannon, there was rattle of blade, there was cavalry, infantry, bugle, and drum. Full 7,000 in pomp and parade, the chivalry flower of Mexico, and a gaunt 200 in the Alamo, and 30 lay sick and some were shot through, for the siege had been better and bloody and long. Surrender or die, men, what will you do? And Travis, great Travis, drew sword, quick and strong, drew a line at his feet. Will you come? Will you go? I die with my wounded in the Alamo. Then Bowie gasped, lead me over that line. Then Crockett, one hand to the sick, one hand to his gun, crossed with him, then never a word or sign till all, sick or well, all, all save but one, one man. Then a woman stepped, praying in slow cross, to die at her post in the Alamo. Then one coward fled in the night, in that night when all men silently prayed and thought of home, of tomorrow, of God in the right, till dawn. And with dawn came Travis cannon shot in answer to insolent Mexico. From the old bell tower of the Alamo then came Santa Ana, a crescent of flame, then the red escalade, and then the fight hand to hand, such an unequal fight as never had name since the Persian hordes butchered the doomed Spartan band. All day, all day and night, and in the morning, so slow, through the battle smoke mantling the Alamo. Now silence, such silence, two thousand lay dead in crescent outside, and within, not a breath save the gasp of a woman with gory gashed head all alone, all alone there, waiting for death. And she but a nurse, yet when shall we know? Another like this of the Alamo? Shout victory, 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 ho! I say tis not always to the hosts that win. I say that victory, high or low, is given the hero who grapples with sin, or legion, or single, just asking to know when the duty fronts death in his Alamo. He also uh, wrote a poem about Yosemite that, given the amount of time I've spent there, I think really captures the grandeur and awe you feel when you exit the tunnel into the valley. The poem, of course, is entitled Yosemite. It reads, Sound, 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 O colossal walls and crowned, In one eternal thunder, Sound, 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 O ye oceans overhead, While we walk subdued in wonder, in the ferns and grasses under and beside the swift merced. Fret, fret, fret. Streaming, sounding banners set on the giant granite castles, in the clouds and in the snow. But foe, he comes not yet. We are loyal, valiant vassals, and we touch the trailing tassels of the banners far below. Surge, 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 from the white Sierra's verge to the very valley blossom. Surge, surge, surge. Yet the songbird builds a home, and the mossy branches cross them in the clouds of falling foam. Sweep, 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 
O ye heaven born and deep, in one dread unbroken chorus, we may wonder or may weep, we may wait on God before us, we may shout or lift a hand, we may bow down and deplore us, but may never understand. Beat, beat, beat. We advance, but would retreat from this restless, broken breast of the earth in a convulsion. We would rest, but dare not rest, for the angel of expulsion from this paradise below waves on, run onward, and we go. Though probably my favorite poem of his, and the last one that I'll read, is a bit shorter, and this one's entitled Byron. It reads, In men whom men condemn as ill, I find so much of goodness still. In men whom men pronounce divine, I find so much of sin and blot. I do not dare to draw a line between the two where God has not. Beyond poetry, Miller also produced nonfiction and fiction, including a novel story called The First Families of the Sierras, which was made into a play. Some have accused the play of being a little bit anti-Mormon in its sentiments. He also published another famous book where the protagonist in the story is a prostitute, which was controversial in its time. These are a few amongst his large bibliography that's uh, worth perusing, including a book uh, about the Modoc uh, indigenous people, uh, which is both complicated and uh, includes a lot of material that might be questionable uh, today, uh, but speaks a lot to who Miller was and the relationship w between minors and immigrants and indigenous people. Miller would ultimately return home to California, having made his name in England, which then, of course, had a ripple effect in creating an audience at home. He would buy a nice piece of property in Oakland, which stands today as the Joaquin Miller Park. There are many more juicy anecdotes that we could tell about the life of Joaquin Miller, but that stands beyond the scope of this podcast. In conclusion, then, I enjoyed learning and exploring the poetry of Joaquin Miller. Uh, I appreciate the elegies even when they kind of fall flat in their kind of prosaic approach to uh, highlighting something as beautiful as the Sierra Nevadas. Um, but in him, I think there is a lot to learn about the history of California, um, and so I enjoyed spending time with Joaquin Miller. I did notice in my research that there hasn't really a definitive biography of him, um, and given his importance and scope, uh, that needs to be written someday. Hopefully this podcast stands as an adequate introduction uh, to his work and hopefully piques your interest to read more. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.